It's time for the Man Up Podcast. A spiritual oasis for men. Hey, we're not pastors, just regular guys. Alrighty. So get ready for a spiritual, motivational, and fun experience as we explore issues unique to the spiritual leader in all men. Oh, yeah. Get ready to man up. All right, hey, and welcome everybody. This is uh, Man Up. Man Up Podcast number 51, right? Yeah. Um, (laughs) We're here and we're glad you are here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. And we have an open door policy at Man Up Podcast. And through that open door comes Mr. Steve Titch. Well, glad you're here. Especially Steve, right? All right. And this podcast uh, is based on the uh, Man Up ABF or Adult Bible Fellowship that is a men's only class. My basic philosophy, my name is Bill Cox and I'm the director, is this. Anytime you go to a couple's class, typically that's just a woman's class that the man goes along with. <coughs> but not here. This is Man Up. <clears throat> and we are in the middle of a, an awesome study, and it is being led by uh, Kyle Trahan. You're going to hear from him in a little bit. It's Six Battles Every Man Must Win, and it's a study by, that's written by uh, Mr. Bill Perkins. And we're glad you're here. You hope you've been following along. Uh, as I said before, we are coming from Sugarland Baptist Church, and that's why you hear all the action that is in the background, because it's a, it's a busy night here at church. <clears throat> and if you're wondering, where, where is Sugarland? Take that globe, spin it around. Hope you get the United States, second largest city in the Union, or state in the Union, is Texas. Largest city in Texas is Houston. We are on the southwest side, which is Sugarland. So if you're ever, ever in the area, stop on by. We'd love to have you uh, stop in. We have a Facebook page, which is Man-Up on Facebook. You, all, you can also find us on SoundCloud or iTunes. So uh, without much further ado, we're going to go ahead and I'm going to introduce the awesome panel that we have here today. And uh, just give you a little more insight uh, on these guys. Uh, like, like it says in our open, hey, what do, you, what do you guys think of that new open, huh? Huh? Did you like that? I like that. Yeah, it's nice yes, and different. Yeah, and I hope yeah, you yeah. out there are liking it too. You know, just trying to, hey, mix it up. You know, and uh, I believe he's a native of of Houston. Uh, he is a corporate trainer for uh, some other company now. I'm <laughs> not sure much about that, but uh, he's loving the life of leisure because he's in short for the first time, and I'm telling you what, his legs are saying the same thing. Uh, we, what, what is we that? Go, this is my first time seeing sun. You ever see his legs? I've never seen legs that white. Uh, he is uh, Professor deeper. Robert Koshu. Uh, also here, uh, he's got a... Note from his wife because he's a little bit late, but that's okay. We don't we don't take those. Uh, <laughs> he is a policy writer, kind of an intellectual guy, awesome, and a professional gambler, Mr. Steve Titch. Uh, going around the room, and Steve Titch, I believe, is from New York. Isn't that right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, a little more information about these uh, about these fellows, and uh, we have a. I don't know. Are you a, a Kunas or just a Cajun? From well, definitely a coon ass. <laughs> definitely, definitely coon ass. Okay. So you got to wear the badge with pride. Uh, that's right. That's but right. But I was actually born in the Heights, so I'm another natural Houstonian. Oh no way! Wow. Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, two. Now we're, there's no hospital in the Heights. Not anymore. Sense. Where were you born? The Heights uh, Hospital. When it did oh, exist. Oh, okay. when there was one. You made a You're down. right. I know the Heights Hospital. Right. It's on Twentieth yep. Street. It's on 20th it was. Street. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. He's an insurance guy, but he's also our uh, our class deacon, and he's creating a new study, uh, something about men learning how to treat your women. That's why we call him Mr. Pink, uh, Kyle Trahan. He's also leading <laughs> us in this. Uh, uh, 
<laughs> Six battles, every man must Of those two things, though. It's Bill's brain. That's right, that's right. Sometimes it's, <laughs> it's a slippery slope. My train of thought sometimes takes a connecting flight. So. Uh, and also, a native Houstonian, he is a an attorney and also a city of Houston prosecutor. Uh, we call him the judge, uh, Mr. Michael Cropper. So, uh, and uh, my name is Bill Cox. I'm the director of Man Up, and uh, I'm actually from Michigan. So, uh, we have quite a diverse group here. And without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Kyle Trahan to introduce the study that we're in. Thanks, Bill. Um, so, doing a study on the book called Six Battles Every Man Must Win. Uh, we are currently in Lesson 9, which is actually Chapter 7, um, and the second half thereof. Uh, it's titled over as uh, Fight Through the Pain. And so we're talking about when guys are kind of down. Um, you know, maybe it's just a bad work day or a bad year. <laughs> Uh, whatever, whatever that is. I mean, sometimes our, our down is longer than we certainly want it. Because um, all of life is God's timing, not our own. You know, otherwise, I would never have down days ever. Um, and uh, so the, the author was uh, going into uh, the temptation cycle and the four points that he puts thereof. Um, so he starts out there as far as uh, stage one is uh, enticement. Uh, then conception, uh, birth, or the actual sin, and of course, sin leads to death. Um, so, uh, just a, an interesting way that he breaks this down. Um, a, a little bit of uh, so on the temptation cycle. Um, he's identifying our points of weakness. Um, when we get into the enticement, of course, the flesh is aroused. Mm -hmm. um, and we're just talking about temptation. So, you know, uh, if it comes down to the sex part um, or pornography or anything else, you know, sex is everywhere we go now. You know, everything you turn on, if you turn on a TV, every billboard, everything, you know. Um, so it's easy for a guy to go down the wrong road, um, no matter which way that is. Well, I think that everybody has a weakness. Mm, it's not, I mean, you. there's all sorts of temptations out there, and you have no problem with a lot of them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's true. I mean, there's a lot of them. I mean, confused. yeah, I have no problem with wasting my money gambling because I'm a loser. I know I'm a loser. So I don't gamble. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's a temptation. I don't have any problem with it. We're not playing yeah, poker yeah, with Steve. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I Dude, don't I, need to lose my money. Yeah, if I saw Steve roll up, I'd just write his check right there. Here you go, man. <laughs> Save you a couple hours. <laughs> no, it's true. And, and sugar and all sorts of other things we can go into. But uh -huh. wait, Go ahead, Kyle. <laughs> this wow. is your lesson. No, um, no, that's why I like this class, because we interject. Um, yeah, but the more we think about whatever that temptation is, the more you tend to want it. You know, just, uh, I mean, that goes with almost anything. You know, um, <clears throat> so the other day we headed out to go uh, wildflower looking. We had been wanting this burger. I've been telling my wife about this burger. It's on the north side of town. It's fantastic. It's it's old school, and the more you waited, and the longer it took, the more you thought about that burger, the more you could taste it before you ever even got there. You know, and temptation is the same thing. You know, um, especially if it's something that you can't have or shouldn't have. You know, um, that always tends to make it that much more desirable. You know, a kid with a toy and another kid that doesn't have one, the allure of having that toy, whether they want to play with it or not, is always there, or almost always there, at least in my eyes. Um, <clears throat> I mean, look at David and Bathsheba. You know, I'll agree with the author that, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sure it wasn't a first time viewing of Bathsheba. Okay, we're talking about David 
um, who was uh, after God's own heart, okay? And it takes a little more than just a single glance to break that guy down and go, oh, well, I'm going to sleep with that married woman, then I'm going to kill her husband, you know, after it all went wrong. Okay, let's... Uh, I, I, I thought that was a good conjecture, actually, on the author's part, because he even... The Bible is silent on it, but I really do think... I, I'm going to chime in that... You, you kind of wonder, well, maybe that's why David stayed behind in the first place? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and sent his husband off with yeah. a mighty man, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Make sure your eyes hanging out with you guys. Well, here, here's the thing. Us. He had 700 wives, so i got to believe it was, wasn't the first time he was a voyeur. Okay? Can we, can we agree on that? Uh, All right. I think the cover-up was worse than the crime. Oh, yeah. Oh. In, in this, in, in this instance. You know? But here's the thing about sin and temptation is it's a product of failure. When things haven't turned out or you haven't turned out. But, and this is what I brought up in class, is this. We're men. We're wired differently. We work hard. We take pride in what we do. Like, not to get into it, but what you just went through was was stressful. But it's because you took pride in what you do. And here's my point: when you see that job, and that's why I applaud the professor here. He saw it. He prepared for that moment, and he took his shot. And you actually, know what? Actually, he I prepared, and they came and got me. But here's, <laughs> nonetheless, nonetheless, you take your shot. And yeah. I think as men, it's the hunt in us. If we don't take that shot, it's worse than if we take the shot and miss. Because we'll regret that oh, yes. moment, yeah. and we're, then we're weak and we're broken spirit, and because we don't have the friendship network, and we're not really sharing types like our wives, it affects us differently. We want to win again, and then you can win at sin. Does that make sense? So I look at this a little bit differently. I appreciate his defensive posture, but I think it has also to do with a feeling in your life not offensive, not of stagnation. If that makes sense. Go ahead. ahead. Oh, but that's here. If we're going to keep this the David example, it's it's erroneously or misapplied. It's because. There, he's you know he's he's king. He's getting to do whatever he wants. Right, I, I and, agree. And I I'm agree sure with that. It feels good to do that, but nonetheless, there is <laughs> he does the wrong thing. Right. Well, and I'm going to need you guys to help me because I'm using the Kindle copy. But in the book, the author makes one of his big points: we're fighting an enemy who may customize the specifics of his approach but who never varies his basic attack. He's going to come at us with the specifics that are going to approach and hit us very specifically. The approach is basically the same, but we each have our own niche that can get at us for whatever it is. No matter what's going on, no matter how we can be approached, there is always we all have that one thing that we can get approached and hit by. The author makes a makes a distinction between temptation and an action, essentially. Or, right. And, and which is good. And he says now now let's see if we follow his conjecture. David may have been up on his roof one day and just take to take the air and he sees Bathsheba down there. Okay, he might like the author even he might have stayed and looked a little while. Then he might have gone downstairs. If he started thinking now, oh, I, you know, Wonder after sunset, I'm going up again. Suddenly, yes, yeah. Suddenly, he's now in like he's engaging his will in this. He's it's not we're we're subject to temptation all the time. Sometimes we're, that we can resist. Sometimes we have trouble resisting. The thing is, is 
and, and he talks about this, be wary of, you know, don't make it too easy to engage your will. Um, I, now, years ago, and, I, and this, this is, and I don't know if it, if it really worked, but I think this was the idea. The, the, I saw this thing on television about smoking cessation. I was never a smoker, so, but, but it was the idea of if you're trying to quit smoking, you took a pack of cigarettes, you put paper around it, wrapped it up, and put rubber bands around it. So, when you got the urge to smoke, you actually had to go and oh, the trouble of unwrapping your, 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 your pack of cigarettes. Uh, whether, again, if sometimes, you know, nicotine urges, might just, you might just overcome that. But the idea is, in fact, he talks about this whole idea of creating ways, literally, to, to, to formulate Obstacles. some degree of resistance so you don't uh, basically that so it's not so easy obstacles <laughs> so it's not so easy for you to, for you to move from this <laughs> enticement to the conception phase which which I'm going to jump back I think on what you were saying Kyle and what we've alluded to numerous times part of the reason why you're seeing so much in the lust area at this point is that it, it, it is easy in comparison to Kyle, I'm thinking you're the youngest in the room. I may be wrong about that, but I'm, I'm guessing. Oh, yes, yes. It's you 45. know, <laughs> yeah, at 45. I just turned that. You, you know, it's her birthday, right? Yes, but compared to e the ease at which any of that can be accessed now, compared to even when you were a kid growing up, you know, it's just that's made it. It's made it so much harder for us as men to to attack this. To we have to ha we have to make I get, let me we have to make a more conscious effort. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think mm -hmm. is the right you know you know because it didn't used to be if you saw a girl wearing a low cut dress in or a low cut outfit years and years ago she was out on a on a very expensive date, mm -hmm. you know, the company Christmas party type stuff, mm -hmm. or she was in a place of ill repute of another nature. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that was really the only time you ever saw a low-cut item on any woman. Now, you know, we have to have the conversation. I had the conversations at my old office where, okay, people are going to be leaning over your shoulders. You have to cover up here. Mm -hmm and back here and that's how we had to do the description to make people understand yeah I can't be wearing low cut tops here anymore you know because it's just that society has changed so much to the point that you know we do as men we have to make more of a conscious effort at, at even that first level of enticement well and who said that uh you know, that's why it's crucial we break the cycle at first stage before uh, desire can take root in our heart. Uh, you know, and to go back to what he wrote in the beginning of this lesson uh, to the girl in the, in the window, the neighbors. Right. You know, in the fence thing. And because he was strong at that point, um, and he went and told his neighbor, you know, hey, you should shut your blinds or whatever, uh, the opportunity kind of came up for him again and the light was on late at night when he was down to water the lawn so he looked through the window and the shades were pulled and so because he stopped himself at stage one and eliminated the whole obstacle right. then he was able to you know move on but he says you know hey he went to that fence with hopes of seeing the young lady there in the window again probably had forgotten in that moment, oh, shucks, I told the neighbor about it, you know, when he walked up to the fence, you know. Um, but, so, yeah, it's, it's something that if you can get in obstacles or get rid of the obstacles, or I guess rather put obstacles in your way. Well, he says it quite, in, on page 24, he says it quite succinctly, I've learned, this is the author writing, I've learned that while I can't always control my desires, I can usually control my environment. I protect mm -hmm. myself from temptation by eliminating rituals. Uh, 
and uh, so the idea is 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 basically minimize make a conscious decision to minimize your exposure when you can and uh, um, and that's not always it's not always difficult but at least he he did what, what you just said. He just basically had a conversation with the neighbor. neighbor didn't say anything. Just, you know, you might want to close your blinds after dark. Um, and he points out that the, such decisive action comes at times of strength. When you're, when you're, when you can, when you don't have that urging, I guess you wrap up your cigarette box. So when you're weak, it's, it's wrapped up. Um, it's, uh, uh, the, the idea is, is that when, when you've got, when you've got the high ground to keep the warrior thing, use it. Um, right. Deploy your forces when you've got the advantage. Well, and, and he talks about, you know, and, and two two couple of things to do is one is keep scripture. And he actually mm-hmm. quotes a couple here, Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. And then he also talks about Philippians 4.8. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, Whatever is pure, whatever is lo- lovely, whatever is, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence or if anything worthy of praise, let your mind dwell on these things. You know, talking about arming himself. You know, and those are two scriptures that quite clearly point us on how to arm ourselves when we get here and get into it. Because this is, you know, it, it, it's you know, like, like you said, go from the point of strength. The stronger you are, the more resistance you're going to have. Yeah. The thing we are, we're addressing is so so practical for all of us, because even when we're in our, our, our greatest, strongest point, serving the Lord with all our heart, we're still subject to our eyes, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and the point is, is he, he says, you prepare yourself, as you said, Robert and Steve, and you prepare yourself in your heart always every chance you get. And you prepare yourself mentally. Uh, he makes a comment. Uh, he says, The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him, and the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. Matthew 12, 35. I think of that going back to David and also ourselves. The point is, we can do 99.95% things right and screw up on a 0.05%. And, and somebody it, like you will convict us. What was the rest of your thought there? Oh, the, the rest of it is, is the point is, is David, who is 95 point, or 99.9% right. for God with all his heart, didn't just entertain a weakness, he went after it. Right? Which is, you right. said, no, it's absolutely. more than just just a desire seen with the eyes, it's actually following through and and going right. after the temptation well, itself and I, planning. I think Which desires we have to be careful. We That's always true. we are always gonna have desires. My Absolutely. my walk in Absolutely. in a Christian life has been my whole life. I've only wanted to be one thing and that was awesome. But awesome has changed from when I was ten to when I was in my 20s and 30s, and the same thing with desires. But here's the thing. How you handle that, how you handle sin, is going to be the same way, regardless of which the sin is. You know what I'm saying? You're either going to be a procrastinator, an avoider, you know what I'm saying? You're going to handle the problem the same way. But, But the problems change, you know, as you go through life. But it's still the same temptation, Bill. What do, what do you say the problem? What do you say the, the problem? The, the, the particular it's sin. The particular sin. Oh yeah. Well, right. But I'm I'm going to be have been married 23 years. I mean, does anybody would Bathsheba even want me? Are you nuts? If you were king. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not my age. Well, and you guys let us, you know, from that first stage uh, that he talks about into that second, which is the conception. You know, yeah. um, you know, which is your anticipation is building. Um, you know, and it's some of those steps you take after the initial thought process has begun. So you know, it could be going to your dealer. Or, like Steve said, opening that pack of cigarettes, you know, um, whatever that is, you know, um, 
pulling out a magazine or you know going to a website whatever that is sure. you know we have to identify those steps uh, to get us ready to fight off that sin you know um, he said it really interesting uh, when he started getting into conception um, mm -hmm. that uh, I'm one small step away from the first step in a series of steps that could lead to my ruin you know and it's you know I, I think of it as uh, you know I've quit smoking cigarettes 14 years ago or something like that but I know if I smoke a cigarette I'll be right back in a pack a day you know um, I actually enjoyed smoking. I don't know why. That's kind of crazy. I know it's a filthy, nasty habit, but, you know, um, what'd you call it? You said something, the smoker's... The craving or something, you know. But, uh, you know, so, you know, I know that I'm just not going to smoke a cigarette, you know, because if I do, I'm right back, you know. <clears throat> And that, you know, can go so much further, you know. Um, but to get through some of this as well, you know, he mentions having that accountability, mm -hmm. you know, um, in place. Uh, so, he, what was he mentioned? What? One of them, Covenant Eyes, uh, was his website. Uh, MillionMightyMen.com was another, um, if you're needing help in that area. Um, but having accountability partners, people that, you know, can check in on you, um, you know, that you may have actually told. You know, sometimes when it comes to sin or whatever, it's something secret. Nobody knows, or not a lot. You know, and certainly not your friends or the ones that will keep you accountable. You know, because you can't really expect a dealer to keep you accountable. Mm. Unless you owe him money, <laughs> well, yeah. he'll keep That's you. That's a different accountability. He'll keep you supplied, right? You know, but he's not going to keep you accountable to not go see him. You know, um, Jesus, of course, talks about temptation. Uh, you know, when he uh, gave us the Lord's Prayer, so Matthew six thirteen, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Um, you know, we got to recognize the times that we're vulnerable and pray to give us strength to get past it. Um, you know, even rebuking Satan. You know, Satan's not supposed to be able to stay around with the name of Jesus. So, you know, in most cases when you're talking this, it's a demon that is, you know, taking someone or... Um, what's the word I'm looking let's for? Talk, let's talk about that for a minute. You brought up a great, great point. There's two areas here he, he, we deal with. Uh, one of the paragraphs he talks about, first of all, we all know, he says it's a spiritual battle, spiritual right. warfare, which is what you're bringing yeah, up exactly. at this point right now. Uh, and our temptation, and we can be tempted by Satan himself, but yet in this, in the same, this same chapter he says, each one is tempted when by his own evil desire he is dragged away and enticed. I think that's in James. I, he didn't, he didn't yes. Yeah, no doubt James must have learned this. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Okay, so which is it? Or do they work together? Are we tempted by our own evil desires? Or is Satan the tempter who creates original thoughts that are in our mind. I, I, I thought this was very interesting. It's a little bit of both. And, no, and this I is where so we get too. into, because if, if we want to go by scripture, the devil makes an appearance. Maybe he makes an appearance in, no in, the, in, 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 the, uh, in the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. So he's there and he's goading. Now, we also know that, that you know it's a fallen world. So do, you know, is we, it's, it could be, if, if we want to make it simple, if, and, and, and you know, the idea of you know, personification of evil, personification, I know we get into dice errors, but say we take this temptation exists, it's out there, and, and, and you know, different, different strokes for different folks. What might tempt you will not tempt me, vice versa. Right. But then you might have, you know, you have your own, your own tendency to be disobedient. 
um, to, to, to move away and follow your own desires away from God's desires. Then you got a cheerleader on the side. You got you got um, you got the you got the tip. Now, now I guess a few weeks ago I did a, a lesson on the temptation in the wilderness. And if you look back at the times where Satan appears, he never really does anything. I mean, he does he does cause some things to happen in Job, but let's leave that aside for a minute. But he never he never all he does is just poke at. Jesus during that that uh, uh, temptation scene. When when he does show up, he tends to just kind of be whispering in people's ears. He ne- he never he never see him kill anybody. You never see him do something evil, so to speak. If, he's there. He's uh, there to push push good or bad people, um, you know, towards t- further towards disobedience to get from that con- from. To, to move him along that that uh, that spectrum he has there from that the author has there it's from, almost from temptation to conception oh, to sin well it's almost as if the, the path of faith is the right way and sin is the shortcut and they say sin equals death but the reality is it's not death it's regret. And that regret is the death of the way you feel about yourself. The regret that you have. Mm-hmm. That is that I feel is the death that's caused by sin. Yeah. Okay, and the and the devil. It's a shortcut. Well, almost all sin is a shortcut. It, it, it's better than that. It's seduction. Okay, that's another way of putting it. Because another way. Another way going, of putting going it. Going back to Steve's mm-hmm. interpretation, where he's talking about Jesus in the wilderness, it wasn't. You know, just make bread and eat. It was. You're hungry. Why are you hungry? You're the Son of God. Yeah. Jesus, make bread. You know, or, you know, come up here to the temple. God said you would be saved. Jump down. I mean... So he creates the idea yes. that goes out yes. to our weakness. Yes. The but shortcut. It's the shortcut. It's a shortcut. shortcut. Yeah, but it, but it, it to is. To get it is. what your desires mm-hmm. are. Because it's always get your desires. Right? Right. It's always to get your desires. That's why it's the shortcut. And as men, and see, people that aren't men of faith don't have a problem with it. They it, they have no. They don't have no morality, or they're not working they, on it. They it don't does have any not matter. Compass. It does not matter to them. The way I do things and accomplish things in my life matter to me. Sin is a big deal. Okay, mm-hmm. that's why I watch out for the shortcuts. Other people don't, but. Just like each of you. I have my own, and I always deal with them the same way. Good or bad? It's my way. It works for it's me. It's effective for you. It's right? effective for it's me, for you, absolutely. Right? You, know. you, you recognize what the author calls what rituals here, and then you know how to direct yourself away from them. <clears throat> absolutely. Excuse me. You know, then we move into, uh, you know, what did he call it? Birth? Birth or sin. Right. Um, So the actual sin is committed, you know. And, you know, I kind of started thinking of it like in baseball, if we hit the ball, we start running, round second base, and you see the third base coach waving you on through. Apparently it was a good hit. You know, he's telling you, go on home, it's all good, there's no stopping you now, you'll win the game and everybody will be happy. You know, and then what? 
You know, you get to home plate and there's nobody really there. There's nobody to cheer you on. It's only you. You know, um, you're standing there like you've won something, but you know, really, what's left? Shame, regret, waste. Oops, here we go again. We're back to calling ourselves names. You know, we've gone through this once before in this book, you know, during personal identity and knowing who you are. You know, but if you've done that, you can start beating yourself up, you know, and then it makes that cycle that much easier because you're in a low place. You know, um, then, you know, once that's done, then you've got death. And that's the relationship with God and others is lost. You know, as men, we got to lead, good or bad, by example. Well, and, you know. and, and I think this is something, stage four as Christians, are we forgiven our sins? Yes. That's why instead of death, I like the term regret. I like the term consequences. Or consequence. Consequences. Because, See, that's why you're the you know, professor. Because... If you think about it, so yeah. what were the co- so let's take right. David David's sin all the way through. Looked at Bathsheba, saw Bathsheba, lusted after Bathsheba, mm-hmm. called Bathsheba, slept with Bathsheba. Bathsheba's pregnant. Oh, got to take care of that. What do we do? Up, oh, can't can't get his hus- can't get her husband to sleep with him. Oh, let's just kill the husband, and get him out of the way. Then I'll marry Bathsheba. You know, I mean, this is the whole thought process here, and then. Bathsheba's pregnant. She had the baby, you know, and, you know, getting ready to have the baby. And Nathan the prophet shows up and tells David this story. And, and it, it's one of the classic Old Testament stories because you really kind of get this, this statement that Nathan was the court prophet that just kind of pops in and goes, David, I got a story for you. <laughs> you know, and David goes, Yeah, go, go ahead. what I need. Right? Go, go, go ahead. <laughs> tell, tell him. And he says, Well, there was this man, and he had. 600 sheep. and But there was this other family, and they had this one little lamb that they kept it as a pet, and they watched it, and they took care of it. But the man that had 600 sheep, he wanted that one lamb. So what did he do? He killed the family, and he stole the lamb. And, of course, you know, I, I always picture David standing up out of the throne. Yeah. That's just so wrong. Bring that man. He should be put to death immediately. You know, Nathan kind of shrugs his shoulder, turns around, and I always picture Nathan pointing the finger at David saying, you're the guy. <laughs> you know, and, uh-huh. but, and then what happens because the baby dies, yeah. you know, first, one brother, one of David's sons, rapes his sister yeah. Yeah. after this. Then one of his other sons starts having sex with his wives. Actually, actually takes over the kingdom first. Yeah, he takes him out. Threw David out. Then he had then, and it wasn't just he had sex on it. They basically went into the courtyard, let everybody come watch, and I'm going to sleep with all your wives here in front of everybody. You know, and, and the brother who raped the daughter was killed by that brother. Yeah, who who raped the kingdom? So you're talking about. Two, bro- two of his favorite sons, oldest, probably the second oldest. Right, because Absalom ended up being killed died. by, yeah. We ended up being killed by this. And and David could never build the temple, which was something he wanted to yes. do. Yeah. I mean, he had ultimate consequences from that sin. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, that it's the lost relationship. But cause there is a strand of Christianity that I have been associated, not associated, but familiar with. Who, who pretty much says, well, you don't have to worry about sinning too much because we're all forgiven. You know, go, go, to, the, go, go to the priest and say mm-hmm. your Hail Marys and do what you need to do and it's all forgiven. And, you know, and, and it goes into that works versus faith conversation. But there's a point where you have to understand and accept the consequences of your sin. That's, that's yes. true. And, and, then, and sometimes it's only that when there's a true and honest conversion. Yes, um, I mean, they, they, what you, you're obviously you, even after even after you walk with Christ, you are you are you are prone to sinning, but you're 
you're if if you've really had a troubled sinful life right. before that, if you're, you're if you made an you've made a true and honest conversion, you're probably not going back to that. Right. Or you're 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 you've you you you've, you've gained con you with the, and the Lord have gained control over that. Um, but uh, yeah, that you're always going to have the consequences whether you're serving jail time, whether yep. you've had a divorce, whether you've. You've done, your your kids don't talk to you. you. You may you there's and I and I think you know that sometimes you have to come to terms with and mm -hmm. accept. Um, and it That's is where the phrase you made uh, you made your bed now you got to lay in it. Yeah, yeah. and and yeah. Uh, that's and and I think I think true a lot of, I, I, a lot of even on the even on the on the other side of the coin sometimes people tend to um, equate forgiveness with escaping consequences. Like, why, they'll say to you, um, okay, okay, why can't, why, if you, why can't you forgive your, your sister for doing all that and invite her over for Thanksgiving? And you say, well, I did forgive my sister, but the problem is I can't have her over for Thanksgiving because of, right. because she's <laughs> she's a toxic personality. Um, right. She just she just ruins the holiday, and she's going to do it again. I can't change that, but I'm not going to. I'm not, <laughs> otherwise, I'll I'll talk to her. I'll, you know, they'll, I'll, I'll I'm not going to aggressively her. not yes. invite her. Um, and well, yeah, I'm 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 a little, I'm a little, but yeah. So so there, and, and that's saying. tough for yeah. that's that's sometimes yeah. tough for people. They you know, people, good Christians struggle with that. Do I do I forgive the person and then get you know taken advantage of again? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's um, and so there is a difference. Yeah. Well, you know, mm -hmm. I I've got a uh, uh, philosophy about toxic people, and I can forgive them. But I treat them like they're a prescription. There's a certain dosage that I have mm -hmm. with them. Depending on how toxic they are, that depends on how the frequency that I allow how myself to be around, be around them. them. You mm -hmm. know, if they're really bringing me down, that's really high in toxicity. So, uh, ooh, yeah. Yeah. I'm mm -hmm. getting up to that maximum <laughs> dosage time. Time for me to leave. Yeah. Or you. <laughs> I don't really care. Yeah. yeah, that's how I deal with them. I'm not going to let my positive personality or disposition get poisoned by someone else. You know, when we were talking about Absalom and, you know, seducing David's wives and all of that, you know, it goes back to me, it goes back to Battle 3, where, you know, fight for your family, you know, and ultimately your kids, and we have to lead by example. You know, if we can't be pure uh, ourselves, how can we expect them to be any better? We can hope and pray, but if you haven't laid the foundation, then there's nothing for them to even stand upon. You know. Um, no, our kids learn from watching us. Mm -hmm. You can tell them anything you want about the Bible, but if you don't live the life for them to see, you haven't made a real statement to them. Well, and, and I think part of preparing uh, children or, or even other people, because and we talk about this, being men, circle of influence, because we're leaders, whether we like to recognize it or not, because when the chips are down, to borrow a gambling phrase from Mr. Steve, is they're going to look to the man to help right the ship, or let's get going, or for some real leadership. And the thing about it is, is that when you prepare your children, I showed them the stuff that I struggle with and let them know it's not gonna be easy. It's always, I mean, if I was successful my whole life, man, life might be easy, but you know what? I'd probably miss out on a lot of things that I've tried while trying to become successful. But I think because I've lived honestly in front of my kids, they will understand and they won't buckle the first time a challenge comes in front of them or an obstacle. 
that they understand that this is normal. Mm -hmm. And I think that's uh, one thing about temptation and sin. It's not abnormal. It, if, <laughs> if you're out there, understand it's happening all the time. Mm -hmm. Just don't be blindsided by it. We're getting down to uh, the last few moments. I want to let everybody have an opportunity to kind of summarize uh, what this study is. But also I want to spend a little time and let Mr. Kyle Trahan, whatever you want to share about the new study that you're uh, going to be creating, any little teasers, I want to make sure that we give you an opportunity to do that. So... Uh, go around the room uh, one more time. It's awesome, and I appreciate the fellows uh, taking their time to be here and, uh, and you also spending your time listening as we talk uh, uh, real men and men of faith that are just trying to be better leaders and, uh, in our circle of influence in this life. And uh, start with the professor. I'd like to summarize uh, your position on uh, this week's study. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna read James one, um, fourteen and fifteen, which is the ba verses this is actually based on, as my summary. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. And I think it's just you know don't don't get beyond the enticement phase. You know, find ways to put barriers around yourself and around your heart and your eyes and your head to keep yourself from getting beyond the enticement phase. Okay. Michael Cropper. Uh, yes, I appreciate uh, Robert bringing that up. And I mentioned earlier when, when I asked, is it Satan that causes the sin or the temptation or is it our own body? And uh, I think Robert and Steve mentioned and you also, the, the the idea comes, we believe, from Satan, and then whether or not it really affects us is our own inner desires, and whether we dwell on them and go after them, which is what the book is about, pardon me, what the, uh, the lesson is about, and not to entertain them. And I, I think it's just been great talking about that, because we as men, uh, we're going to face this every day, uh, how far we carry our temptation, as Robert said, turn away from it. How far we carry it will be how far uh, we get deeper into sin. Steve Titch. Well, the, I, this, the chapter uh, is called Fight Through Pain. And we talked a lot about sin, but the author essentially says all this, all this comes out often through pain, through spiritual pain, um, which, which kind of you, were, you, you, you talked about a moment ago, Bill, uh, that, and life is full of pain one way or another. Um, you, 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 there's no way you can avoid pain, um, and it's, it's going to happen various points of your life. Sometimes it's going to be really hard. Sometimes it's still going to be you know, a, a small pain, but, but uh, it, it's going to happen. And at that point, that's when men are most vulnerable, right. and most vulnerable for not only not only to sin, but to kind of to messages that it really isn't a sin. It's you know, it's it's what men do. It's you know, they grab they grab a they grab a bottle of Jack Daniels and sit at the end of the bar and just soak their sorrows in it because that's a manly thing that's to what do. A man does. And uh, and for many people, they never get out of that bottle, and that is unfortunate. Uh, so that's when that's that's what this all comes back to. I think it's it's not just about avoiding sin. It's about understanding and understanding that and confronting pain and realizing that there are are you've got spiritual allies in God, Jesus, um, in your friends uh, that uh, can steer you away from paths that uh, from the wrong paths. Excellent. Very, very well said. You know, we have to find and identify the obstacles in our life that uh, you know are the are you know that trip us up. Mm -hmm. You know, and if we can develop ways to overcome them, you know, is what we're 
truly going after. Um, so next week, uh, we'll be going into Battle 5, uh, which is Fight for Your Friends. Um, truly an important part of our lives, I think as men, uh, it's one of the ones we probably lack in a whole lot um, for one reason or another, and we'll right. get into that uh, next week. Um, as far as the upcoming class, uh, still really in conceptual uh, phases, but uh, you know most guys are blockheads at one time or another uh, in our lives, whether that's brief moment or majority of your life. You know, just depends on the individual guy. And um, you know, we talked about it uh, a couple of lessons ago as far as fighting for your family. And that's kind of where it stemmed from, and you know, watching some of the friends of what they do with their wives, good or bad, um, and it's it's to wake us up before there's an explosion that we can't survive. Is basic thoughts of it. Sounds excellent. So I guess a. Uh strong uh, offense is a good defense. So anyway, this has been Man Up uh, podcast uh, number 51. And want to thank the fellas uh, so much for being here. And thank you for listening. And invite you, should you ever be in the Sugarland, Texas area, we're at Sugarland Baptist Church, stop in. More than happy to have you come be a part of our fellowship. And just want to make sure that each and every one of you out there um, Understand that you're a leader. Uh, where your circle of influence, be it your job, your neighborhood, and most especially your family, and want to make sure that you get involved in a Bible-based church. Find a men-only adult Bible fellowship, and if there isn't one, start one. This is Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.